It's time for our weekly conversation with pride of the Jaguars running back Fred Taylor, the New York football Giants, and the Jacksonville Jaguars coming up in Week 7. The Giants, one of the surprise teams in the NFL at 5-1. and one. The Jaguars at 2-4. and four. Well, they're similar teams, Fred, but one has finished games and the other has not. Guess which one has? It's Big Blue. What's up, Fred? JP, all is good, man. And you got one team that made a lot of noise. Well, both teams have brand new coaches. You know, one made a little bit more noise in the offseason, and it seems that it's paying off for him because Coach Debo, he, he's 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 really got those guys fired up up there. And, and the fan base is behind him. You know, it's New York City. Everything is bigger, brighter, brighter, more positive when they're winning. Hopefully we can change that today. All right. So I think I've asked this a few times, but it still stands true today. How do you teach a team to finish a football game? The fourth quarter has not been kind to the Jaguars. Last week, it was flip-flop the other way. The defense let the team down a week ago. Yeah, well, JP, that all goes back to situation. The situational ball, you know, we talk about situational football a lot. Being in those moments, having uh, getting those repetitions. But more importantly, guys got to step up and make plays. You know, you, you understand that this is what's at stake. This is the one thing that can beat us. You know, take that away. You know, make them bend but don't break. You got to have that sort of mentality, you know, as opposed to just giving it up in one chunk or what have you, which is a big play. You have to make the offense or the opposing side, I should say, work for it. Everybody should have that mindset. Each and every player, you know, I'm not going to be that guy. You know, and you should just know your assignment and you know what to do. It's rare in the in the NFL that, you know, in that in any given moment, you know, the, the coach is gonna call just the perfect play. Sometimes it's it does happen. That's why I say it's rare. But in real crunch time situations, everybody trying to figure out, you know, what I gotta do. You know, but the the more you're involved in that moment and you understand that situation, big plays should not happen. So uh, I think just going back to the drawing board, making sure the guys understand each and every um, situation that they're in, the moment of the game as it's unfolding, then you should be able to minimize and make those plays. Fred Taylor with us. Speaking of big plays, they have a big play running back in New York and Saquon Barkley and everything yes, in this offense do. goes Man. through him. I mean, the, the passing game, is there's, they don't have much outside, so it's it's going through the running back. He's first in the league in rushing attempts. He's second in rushing yardage. And I think he leads the league in style, Fred. He's just fun to watch. When you turn on the TV, your eyes are glued to Saquon Barkley. What do you like about him? I love everything about uh, about Saquon. You know, we had him on the pivot uh, uh, before the season started. You know, he was so worried about proving everyone else who he is. You know, trying to fulfill what everybody else once thought he was. But I just left him with a simple message. Before you can um, prove to everyone else who you are, you got to prove it to yourself, which is, in a, you know, essentially it just means, you know, you have to be confident. You have to believe in your abilities. And he took that to heart. You know, he threw the, the latter part out of worrying about everybody else. And now he's back to old Saquon, it seems. And uh, I know he's battled some, some shoulder here and there. He'll leave out the game. A player too but he's just displaying toughness now you know because he's he has a drive and a passion about him and through that the Giants recognize it 
They know who their star player is. They don't have any other threat on the team. Daniel Jones is going to run the ball. We know he's a pretty decently mobile quarterback who doesn't have a great arm. If he did, they would have been they would have re-signed him by now. He's a fifth-year guy. So I don't think he'll be in a Giants uniform next year, but that's a different conversation. Uh, but as it pertains to today, Saquon is who they're going to go through to try to get the win and who we have to go through to try to get the win. We have to be able to stop it because he's going to come in. They're going to run it. They're going to throw it to him. He's going to get in the wildcat. They're going to come with all different sorts of weapons uh, uh, or, or trickery to try to keep the defense off balance. But again, they've we're in week seven. You've almost seen everything that a team wants to run at this particular point. Now it comes down to execution. And uh, as much as I love Saquon as a running back and as a person, first and foremost, you know, today, I don't want him to get no none of this success. Back in the day, I would say, look, have your success, but give us the win. And I, I, I want him to do well. I would like to see him earn his keep. Uh, but I really want the defense to go out there and, and, and have a great game and do what they did versus uh, uh, Jonathan Taylor early in the season. And I think they're capable. Fred Taylor with us. Let's flip it now to the Jaguars offense. And, of course, last week, Fred, they ran for 243 yards against the Indianapolis Colts. It was a losing effort. Uh, that's fairly rare, of course, to have that uh, much yardage. And the efficiency of the quarterback, 20 of 22 last week, and, and all that combined in a losing mm -hmm effort that's unfortunate but um you know in that running game there were some big plays that's how it works you know you're not going right. to grind out four yards of carry and get 240 yards travis Etienne had the early big play 48 yard run in the first quarter breaking through the left side of the line and he had one man to beat and he got the angle on him i'm curious when you're a running back out in the open field like that and you've got one guy between you right. and the end zone what would Fred Taylor have done in that scenario in last week's game? You know, JP, I have to be fair in this. Uh, I can I can think of a million things uh, that I think I would have done in that situation. First, I, I think first and foremost, you you know, a game is so fast; it, it moves at blazing speeds, and uh, just your most of the time, you're just reacting to certain things, and you hope you can get a guy. And we practice one on one tackling drills all the time so you have to uh, um coach Spurrier used to tell me in college and I didn't understand it at the time it took me three years to figure it out to be honest with you he would say make the guy miss Freddie if you want to make the money and make the big runs you got to make a miss <laughs> and uh it took a while but I started to figure it out you know yeah I used to square guys up but in that situation you would like to have it back but there aren't any second rep second chances uh sometimes it's one cut and go sometimes it's a stutter step hesitation sometimes it's just a, a simple stiff arm you know slowing down and getting back up to speed um <laughs> it's a variety of things can happen and in my mind now since you mentioned it jp i go back to 2007 season uh first play of the game uh, I still feel like it should have been a 94-yard touchdown versus the Colts when we had that big day, Maurice and I in the offensive line in the run game. Um, I didn't score on that play. It ended up being like a 70-something yarder, which I still think it should have been a touchdown. I didn't switch the ball over to my right hand to stiff arm him with my left. Part of me thought Reggie Williams was going to catch the block and I was going to just cruise in the end zone. So 
you know, you, you go back, you look at the tape and you tell yourself, I should have done this. I should have done that. You know, on the sideline while I'm watching the game, I said, oh, ETN should have done this. He should have done that. But at the end of the day, the game is so fast and um, you just don't really have time to think. You got to do. And when it works, you're like, yeah, let's go. And when it doesn't work, you have the, oh, jeez, next time, you know. Uh, but it's good to see him come into his zone. He says he he feels close. Uh, I'm excited for him. And he said he's ready for a breakout. He's getting, he's getting there. He's getting closer to his first career 100-yarder. And I think it's going to happen at some point here soon during the season. Inside the mind of a running back. Love to hear that. Fred Taylor with us, Friday of the Jaguars running back. This is a defense for the Giants, though, led by Wing Martindale, the defensive coordinator, a long time in Baltimore, and he will mix things up. He knows it's a second-year yeah. quarterback. He knows there's a rookie center, and he knows that to fool young players, you've got to – throw up different looks and put in mm -hmm. different personnel packages. And they're going to throw the book at Trevor Lawrence in this offense today, it feels like. And if you're a young battery, let's say, the, the center and the quarterback, you you got to have your head on a swivel in this one. Oh, without a doubt. You know, that's where it starts. The communication begins between the center and the quarterback, ID in the front, and then that trickles down to get everybody else situated and ready to go before the snap. Uh, everyone from the, the, the other four linemen, the tight end, as well as the running backs. And then that goes out to the receivers. You know, the receivers will come up and they'll see, okay, I got this coverage. You know, I got middle of field closed and middle of the field open. They can identify cover two, one, four, six, whatever the coverages are. And uh, But still, if the defense has a great game plan and they're able to disguise and uh, get in their alignments a bit later uh, and show blitz versus not showing blitz, and then coming, you know, everybody has to be on the same page. And, and as you mentioned, JP, a good defensive coordinator, the first thing they're going to do in their assessment and their scouting report, which started four weeks ago, right? What they're going to say is, I got a young quarterback. How does he handle the blitz? Can we rattle him? Can we get the ball from him? You know, and Trevor's shown that he is willing to turn it over, whether it's fumble or interception making bad decisions, you know, with the ball. So they're going to try to get him off his spot. They're also going to try to put pressure and put a guy right over the center to see what he can do, see if he's going to lose a snap or two. But again, everyone's a pro. You got to play accordingly. And uh, if you do so, and if you pick up those blitzes or those pressures or make sure you don't have too many edge rushers running free, you should be able to move the ball, sustain drives, and put points on the board. All right, Fred, final thought. How you feeling about this one? Three-game skid, Giants are hot. Yeah, this is, is this the one? one Giants are hot. You know, maybe they're overconfident, or maybe they're saying, let's go down there and crush these guys, you know, because we are a good uh, four-and-two team, right? Yeah. Um, Five-and-one. Five-and-one. My apologies. My apologies. Uh, they're playing in the best division. Uh, one of the top divisions in, in all NFL now, or maybe the best division in the NFC, let me say that. I don't know. I still feel good about Jack Jacksonville. As I mentioned before, JP, uh, if you can go back and, and, and pull out a player two or three that led towards a loss or a win, you know, that means your team is fighting. They're competitive. In the past, we would say, man, just everything happened. The bottom fell out. But now it's not the same Jaguars. So uh, they're always in it. So I feel good about it just in that sense. 
Fred, it's always a pleasure, and we'll see you after the game for Post Game Radio. Certainly, JP. Looking forward to it.